a Podcast One production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 15th of February. Victorian residents are starting day three of a five-day statewide lockdown as the latest COVID cluster continues to spread. Another three cases were confirmed yesterday, including a three-year-old child and mother, with the woman returning three different test results before official confirmation of a positive reading. A list of new exposure sites, including the Queen Victoria Market and a number of tram routes, has also been released. Authorities will be keeping a very close eye on the latest case numbers today. Here's Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton. We do not want to be in a situation where there is ongoing community transmission that we are just trying to manage through rolling lockdowns. Auckland has also gone into lockdown. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announcing a three-day shutdown after three new COVID cases. The most important lessons we've learned from the times that we have stamped out flare-ups successfully before and from cases we've seen overseas where outbreaks have gotten away is the need to go hard and early. The latest outbreak has again suspended the New Zealand-Australian travel bubble. Meantime, it's a completely different COVID story in New South Wales, with the state technically eliminating COVID after recording 28 days of no community transmission for the first time since the pandemic began. Health Minister Greg Hunt says our COVID-19 vaccine rollout remains on track, with the first shipment of the Pfizer vaccine to arrive in Australia sometime this week. Mr Hunt says the government remains on schedule to start rolling out the vaccination program by the end of the month, with the vulnerable and priority groups first to get the jab. The minister says he can't reveal too many specific details. Many have asked about uh, arrivals. You can understand that because this is the most precious of cargoes, uh, we uh, are uh, being cautious with our details in a highly competitive global world. Um, As we saw during a a time of uh, shortages of masks and of uh, test kits, and so uh, uh, we are are being cautious with that. Uh, But I can also confirm uh, that the vaccines are scheduled to land in Australia before the end of the week, if not earlier. A significant milestone in the UK with 15 million people receiving their first COVID vaccination. 90-year-old Margaret Keenan made history as the first person in the UK to get the jab on December 8th last year. Here's British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. It has been a truly national, UK-wide effort. We've done it together. And I want to thank each and every person who has helped make it happen. You can be incredibly proud of the part you've played. And thanks also to everyone who has had a jab so far, giving protection not just to yourself, but also to your fellow citizens and to the NHS. In other news this morning, US President Joe Biden has released a statement after Donald Trump was acquitted in a second Senate impeachment trial over the weekend. Mr Biden says now is the time to, quote, defend the truth and defeat the lies. US political commentator Steve Clemens has told the project Donald Trump is here to stay as a force in US politics. I think that he's already said, hey, stay tuned for coming bigger and better attractions from me. Look, America wants to move on, but Donald Trump is just a big force in American politics. He's got a ton of followers and he's got a knack for stealing attention and uh, 
Donald Trump has has signaled that, you know, he's been acquitted and he feels free to come back and uh, make America remember him again. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning and firstly to Victoria. Business groups have started lobbying the government for urgent financial assistance as the fallout continues from the five-day lockdown. Restaurants and retail were expecting a bumper weekend of business with Valentine's Day and Chinese New Year. Our reporter James Lake is in Melbourne with the latest. That's right, Tash. There never would have been a good time, but there may not have been a worse time than this. Business groups have already started lobbying for financial compensation with calculations from the Chamber of Commerce estimating the financial pain caused by our five-day lockdown is well north of $500 million and more likely edging towards $1 billion for businesses. It was going to be the biggest weekend in Melbourne in a year, with the first crowds welcomed back to races at Flemington, a full house expected at Melbourne Park for the Australian Open, Chinese New Year and, of course, Valentine's Day. To New South Wales now, and police were investigating an incident involving a former NRL player at a home in Sydney South. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has more from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, police were called to the Connells Point home of ex-Canterbury player Michael Leisha in the early hours of yesterday morning after reports of an assault. It's alleged he'd been in an argument with another man and woman. On arrival, the 27-year-old was found suffering severe cuts to his hand and arm, believed to be sustained after putting his hand through a glass window. During the argument, Leisha is alleged to have assaulted the 26-year-old woman. He's been charged and granted conditional bail to front court on Wednesday. The incident has also been reported to the NRL Integrity Unit. Authorities believe human remains found inside a crocodile may be that of a missing fisherman in northern Queensland. Our reporter Stacey Eldridge has the details. Yes, Tash, the remains are suspected to be those of local man Andy Heard, the 69-year-old yachty who vanished while fishing off Hinchinbrook Island on Thursday. Heard's upturned boat was located early on Friday with damage suggesting a croc attack. Rangers from the Department of Environment and Science shot the 4.2-metre saltwater croc on Saturday, locating the remains inside. To South Australia now, and students are set to get access to free sanitary products at public schools. Reporter Sean Maynard is in Adelaide with more. Yeah, the state government's going to spend around $450,000 over the next three years to make pads and tampons free for all female students who need them. Now, the money will be divvied up among public schools depending on the number of female enrolments. Education Minister John Gardner saying it's all about ensuring no girl or young woman misses school because they don't have access to sanitary products. And it follows a trial in 15 schools last year that found some students didn't feel comfortable asking for them and prompted some to put them in female bathrooms. Others came up with a code word to avoid any embarrassment. SA, not the first state to do this though. Victoria started providing free pads and tampons in all of its government schools last year. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from switzerreport.com.au. Peter, as we've mentioned before, COVID has really hit some businesses hard, but others have actually seen their profits soar. And now we're set to hear more specific details about which companies have done well. Exactly right. It's a big week for the stock market, Tash. 
with some of the country's most well-known businesses doing their profit show-and-tells for their army of investors who can make or break the stock prices of these companies. National Australia Bank, Westpac and ANZ provide trading updates while we get half-year numbers from Coles, CSL, Cochlear, BHP, Fortescue, JB Hi-Fi so far, 19% of companies have reported, with 61% of those companies saying profits have risen compared to only 36% six months ago. Better than expected reports will drive share prices higher, which is good for our super fund returns. Now, Bitcoin, Peter, continues to surge higher, but why is that and is it a good investment? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, the latest price for a Bitcoin has hit, wait for it, 63000 Aussie dollars, which is in record high territory. And a year ago, it was only $15,000. No one knows where this ends, with some experts thinking it goes to 100000 US dollars by December, but that's guesswork. AMP Capital's Chief Economist Shane Oliver says, while digital currencies likely have a future, it remains unclear whether it will be Bitcoin as opposed to something else or even government provided digital currencies but bitcoin remains highly unstable making it an unreliable store of value if you buy bitcoin it's not investing it's gambling and history says the best time to buy it is when everybody is rejecting it interesting and peter me bank is up for sale but who will be the new owner yeah, that's right. The bank owned by industry super funds and therefore a lot of trade unions, Emmy Bank, is being secretly auctioned off and soon might be owned by, not by its original members, but BOQ or ANZ. The sale is being conducted by another banking name, Macquarie, and the AFR Street Talk thinks that while ANZ is the bigger rival putting in the bids for Emmy Bank, BOQ might have the inside running. Why? Well, the Consumer Watchdog, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, might think any big four bank like ANZ swallowing up a smaller bank isn't going to be great for competition. ANZ has 14.6% of loans to consumers in Australia, while CBA has 25.9% and Westpac 22.5%. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Tony Squires. And Tony, the Australian Open continues to spark plenty of controversy and this time another spray from Novak Djokovic. Oh, yes. Uh, look, he says to us that he's been playing with a torn ab, a muscle you don't have if you're built like me. But he, <laughs> <laughs> he managed to beat Milos Raonic last night in what was his 300th Grand Slam match win. It's an amazing record. Uh, even though he's a bit of a tool. He faces another man with abs, Alexander Zverev, in the quarterfinals. No crowds for Novak to worry about last night, although Channel 9 has added, I don't know if you noticed, the fake crowd noise to pump up the atmosphere. doesn't quite match that hysteria of the moment. Nick Kyrgios served the underarm ace to, the, to beat uh, Dominic Thiem in the second set. That was genuinely wild. Team though, was obviously tanked after that five set. He went down in straight sets yesterday to Grigor Dimitrov. Now, let's talk about good role models with the tennis. Yep. Ash Barty, she is sensational at the moment. Yeah, she's flying. She's the last one standing for the Aussies, sadly. As she should be, though, ranked number one in the world. She'll take on American Shelby Rogers tonight. That is a must-watch. But the great story, Tash, I don't know if you've noticed, Russian qualifier Aslan Karatsev has won his first ever five-set match to reach the last 16. It's, it's, I think it's since 1996, was the last time a player made the quarterfinals in their first slam event. He's ranked 114. Great story. How good is that? Yeah. 
Now, I thought the cricket was done and dusted, Tony. Are you, are you ready for a comeback? Is this better than backyard cricket? Are we ready? Uh, look, if you look for it, Tash, you'll find it somewhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> India should go on to win the second test in Chennai, leading uh, by 250 with six wickets in hand after bowling England out for 134. Former England skipper Michael Vaughan has bagged the pitch, saying it's not a test standard. I don't know. It's good old-fashioned dust bowl. The umpiring's been much dodgier than the deck. My favourite moment, though, was Virat Kohli almost calling for a video review after being clean bowled. Oh, you're <laughs> no, kidding. It was brilliant. Only Donald Trump has been more reluctant to leave office. <laughs> <laughs> wonder what Novak thinks about the cricket. I'm sure he'd have something to say, wouldn't he? Uh, it's, it's a team sport. He wouldn't be interested. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday. Great as always to chat. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Monday morning. Partly cloudy and 30 for Brisbane. Few showers on the way and windy conditions for Sydney, 23. Becoming sunny today for Melbourne, top of 27. Mostly sunny and 24 for Canberra. Morning shower or two expected for Hobart, a top of just 20. Sunny and 30 degrees today for Adelaide. Very warm day on the way for Perth today, top of 37 and mostly sunny. And a shower or two with a possible thunderstorm and 31 for Darwin. And some lovely news this morning. Prince Harry and Meghan are pregnant. The special Valentine's Day announcement confirming the Duchess of Sussex is expecting her second child. A spokesperson for the couple saying Archie is going to be a big brother and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are overjoyed to be expecting their second child. Congratulations. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Tomorrow.